0: Enter, Lord Christ, we have joy in your coming. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated, won't you? Well, good morning. Good morning. I am so grateful that in the ancient tradition, our tradition, we get 50 days to consider The event of the resurrection. Seven days ago, this place was full, and we were singing our alleluias, and it was so spectacular, so wonderful. Sometimes, however, singing alleluia and saying alleluia a week after is a beginning challenge for us (laughs) because it's hard to live into that reality day by day by day, isn't it? The word Alleluia means praise to God, thanks be to God. But sometimes Alleluia is hard won. And that's why it's such a powerful reality that our tradition brings this story to us a week after. The story that includes the doubt of one of the Twelve Apostles, the struggle to believe, the struggle to encounter, I wonder if you've noticed that during the season of Easter, the great 50 days, we are given the stories of encounter with the present risenness of Jesus. Jesus has personal encounters. And these stories are magnificent in terms of helping us to live into the resurrection more fully and deeply in our lives. So while Jesus met Mary Magdalene in her tears and sorrow last week, he enters into a new story, the story of Thomas and his doubt and his skepticism. He says, "Unless I have my own encounter, I'm not going to believe just your words or your assumptions or even your celebration." I hear hurt and injury in Thomas. We don't know for sure why he was missing for a week, but when his brothers came to him in enthusiasm and say, "I have seen the Lord," I think he had pain. Isn't that true? I mean, sometimes in our own personal experiences, when people come to us and they have such incredible good news, sometimes you say through your teeth, well, that's, that's fantastic. But deep down inside, you're saying, well, I don't have that good news. Been there? I have. Thomas says, look, unless I see his hands and his side and touch them, uh-uh. I'm not going to believe. What is doubt? Notice this. Jesus is not afraid of the doubts that are brought to him honestly. Because doubt is really essential to confidence and faith in the resurrection. Jesus doesn't shame Thomas. He recognizes that doubt is a powerful reality and often it is the beginning place of a deeper appreciation and confidence in the resurrection. I mean, we really have to test what we've been told. Doubt is that moment when we put down everybody else's answers to the questions of life, everybody else's answers, and we begin to discover our own, our own. We look at everything that's been told as holy and true, but we need our own answers. And that's why Jesus is such a compassionate man in this experience of the resurrection. He says to Thomas, finally, a week later, Thomas is included. That in and of itself is, I think, a beginning healing point. And he says to Thomas, go ahead, put your finger here, Thomas. Thomas. Put it in my side. Reach out your hand. Do not keep doubting. But believe, Thomas. And Thomas answers him without having to touch. It was just the the personal encounter. He says, my God, my Lord and my God. So I think that what Jesus is effectively doing with Thomas is saying, Thomas, trust me. Stop doubting and begin to place your trust in me. You see, basic to everything here is the idea. The Christian belief is really about knowing who and what to trust. I mean, our society right now is exceedingly cynical and skeptical. But the issue is, what can I truly count on? And Jesus is saying, trust me not just what you hear about me, not just the words, not just the doctrines, not just the institution, not just the history, but trust me, the present risenness. Trust Jesus, that's the gospel. I know it sounds simplistic, but my friends, that's the heart of it. What is the gospel? Trust Jesus for everything. Jesus is no longer in the world. But he says, if you would see me, trust me. Here's a story that brings it home. Maybe you've heard it before. It, it's another Mother Teresa of Calcutta st- story. A man by the name of John Kavanaugh was a, a theologian and a pastor, and he made a journey all the way to India to the House of Dying, where Mother Teresa had her ministry. And he, he comes there, and she says to to Kavanaugh, why, why did you come all this way? And he said, I, I've come here, I want you to pray for me. And she said, well, how can I pray for you? And he said, pray that I would have clarity, Mother Teresa, pray that I would have clarity. And Mother Teresa responded, I won't do that. And her response stunned, Kavanaugh, I don't understand. Why not, I've come all this way. And she smiled at him and said, Clarity is the last thing that you are clinging to, and you must let go of it. Clarity is the last thing that you're holding on to, and you need to let go. Still confused, Kavanaugh responds, You always seem to have clarity, and Teresa laughed. I've never had clarity. What I have... And what I have always had is trust. So I'll pray that you trust God. Trust. What is faith? It's daily courageous trust in who God is and what he has done in Jesus Christ. Daily courageous Trust. Every day we have to say yes, a courageous yes, and trust. I think that's what happened for Thomas. He was experiencing a deep wound and beneath his skepticism and doubt, he was hurting. And what brought healing to him was that personal encounter of the scars. Let me close with this idea. Maybe you've heard of Edward Shalito. He was a warrior, actually, a brave soldier in World War I. And after the war, he went into pastoral ministry and he wrote an amazing poem about his experience in the trenches. It's called Jesus of the Scars. And just a couple of lines from his poem. If when the doors are shut, Thou drawest near, only reveal those hands and the side of thine. We know today what wounds are. Have no fear about that. Show us thy scars. We know the countersign. The other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. But to our wounds, only God's wounds can speak. And not a God has wounds, but thou alone. The scars. Jesus of the scars. Bring your doubt and your questions. Jesus honors those. But if you're doubting your faith, be willing to doubt your doubts in the presence and encounter of his life and love. The last words of our gospel reading, I pray, would be on your heart during the rest of these great 50 days. Take some time to really, really struggle with it and believe it. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe and trust. It's not like that, so that you may come to believe, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, trusting, you may have life in his name. Trust Jesus, the Jesus of the scars, and you will know his very life within you, amen.